You are listening to the Converge Media Network, uplifting our voices. Loyalty's my favorite characteristic of God, but finding it in it is hard. It's like trying to find God. You're the only one in your camp with cheese. You pay for everything they eat. Man, that insecurity is deep. Now I ain't said no names. These are just theories if you hear me, baby. It's home. You must admit it's kind of eerie, baby. Like them chemtrails in the sky. All righty. <laughs> Royal Rising and Grand Rising to everyone out there. Welcome to The Day with Trey. I'm your host, Trey Holiday. We got a marvelous Monday in the works for y'all. I'm excited. I get to talk to David Jackson. He is the host of Seattle Connected Podcast. We're going to be talking all about his work in media, why he started it, going all the way back to his humble beginnings, bringing it up to now and to today, and some of the guests that he's been able to feature. But of course, as you know, it is the top of the show, so it's a great time to tag and share the stream. That's right. Go ahead and participate with us. Tag and share the stream with folks who you feel could benefit from a daily dose of dopeness right here on The Day with Trey. If you can't watch us, we still have you covered because you can always listen to us anywhere you find your favorite podcast. Just search Converge Media Network and The Day with Trey. You'll find me on Google, Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud, Apple Music, whichever podcast platform is your favorite. There's like 200. So go ahead, search for us and you'll find us there. Well, before I get with David today, I'm really excited because I got to participate in Elevate, um, the, the best uh, event that they do uh, right there at the Super Funny Comedy Club. Shout out to you, Nate Jackson, and all the great stuff you're doing. But I'm so excited that I got to be there. And I've heard about this event for many years. They've been doing it for a very long time. And honestly, it was so powerful. There were some amazing speakers. Speakers. Shout out to Debrina Jackson Gandy, to Devin Stubblefield, to Christy uh, from That Brown Girl Cooks. We all know Christy Brown, chef from Communion, and also Lewis Rudd from Ezel's. It was such a phenomenal all star packed cast um, that was able to really tell all the audience who was there really to elevate their businesses to give them some tips and to also get connected because uh, they did this whole speed matching uh, thing where all of the businesses were connecting with business vendors who are there to serve businesses. And so it was beautiful to be there, to be present, to be able to host the final panel of the day. But also to me, y'all, it was a real showcasing of what happens when we create the solutions that we need to see in our communities. You know, we talk about the economy with small black businesses being such a backbone uh, and especially a generational wealth builder that it was brilliant to see so many business owners there taking notes and being inspired by the stories of these phenomenal, successful business owners. And so if you are someone out there who is thinking about a venture or you know you have a business you want to start, I encourage you. Uh, to be connected to the business economy and the business sector right here throughout King County and beyond, because there's a lot of folks that are looking to get the resources out to you so that you know about funding and taxes and startup and how to be sustainable, how to grow. I mean, 
For me, uh, as someone who is so plugged in with community, I was inspired. There was so much I was able to walk away with and say, hey, all right, what can I do to kind of tweak this or that in my life to utilize some of the amazing advice that they were giving to all these businesses? And so I'm telling you, uh, they also did did their thing because there was some businesses I was able to support. I'm so grateful. I got this amazing uh, hand woven basket from Ghana. So I'm so excited. So I'm looking forward to bringing some of those folks right here on the day with Trey. So y'all stay tuned because you'll my, maybe we'll be seeing some of those amazing business owners coming through to tell their stories and also uplift their businesses. Well, I'm excited because we got somebody who found a niche and said, I'm going to start telling stories. Up next, we got David Jackson in the building, host of the Seattle Connected podcast. I'm so excited. He is here. He is joining me right after this short break. We're going to get all into it. Stay tuned. Y'all don't want to miss it. You're watching The Day with Trey. Kick off the holidays with Irving Berlin's White Christmas at the Fifth Avenue Theater. Music, dancing, and a real snowfall at every performance. Buy tickets now for the whole family. White Christmas at fifthavenue.org. A new COVID vaccine is here. It's designed to help prevent the COVID variants that we're seeing spreading now. Even if you got COVID before or got COVID booster shots and the vaccine, it's important to get this new vaccine. It's safe to get the COVID shot and the flu shot at the same time. Get both to prevent serious illness this fall and winter. Habarigani, my name is Noni Irvin and I am the creator and founder of Kanara Park Kids, as well as the president of our sister nonprofit, Black Four Charities, a 501c3 fiscally sponsored by Shunpike. Together we are hosting the Kwanzaa Awards because it is important that we acknowledge and recognize the contributions and efforts of individuals and organizations who are showing us what the Kwanzaa principles look like throughout the year. The nomination window is open October 1st to November 30th. And yes, you can submit more than one nomination. Eligibility is simple. Individual award recipients must identify as Black, African-American, or Pan-African. And organization award recipients must be 100% Black-owned if for-profit or 100% Black-led if nonprofit. Welcome back, everyone, to the day with Trey. I'm your host, Trey Holiday. Joining me right now is David Jackson. What's up, David? That is me. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Yes. Um, it, it's so great to have you here in the Black Media Matter Studios. It's your first time. It Welcome. is. It is. Well, thank you. And hopefully it's not my last time. Absolutely. I'll be on my best behavior. Yeah. Yes. We'll make sure that we always stay plugged in and we stay connected yes. so that we can share what each other is doing. Well, you know, you have this amazing podcast and I got to come on and, you know, really speak about the work of the covenant. Thank you so much for that opportunity for us to uplift these 17 principles that we are really working to not only live, but to get out in our community. So yeah. I really appreciated you for uplifting that. Of course. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Now, you know, we're going to go back to your beginning. Yeah. Because I always got to start there. I love knowing what got someone kind of inspired. And for you, I heard a little bit about your story, mm -hmm. you know, being someone from Seattle, really caring about what's going on here. Yeah. But tell us more about those beginnings. OK, OK. Um, guess we'll just start from, like you said, the beginning. Um, I'm born and raised in Seattle, grew up in the Central District. Shout out to the CD. Um, 
both of my parents are from the South. My mom is from Baton Rouge, Louisiana. My dad was from um, Houston, Texas. So they came up here back in the day, met each other, had some kids. I'm the baby. I heard I was spoiled. I don't know if that's true or not, but I'll take it. Um, yeah. And I always just had a love for connecting people. You know, I was always the kind of person who had a lot of different types of friends. I got along with the athletes and the, you know, the bookworms to those who weren't in school. And, you know, um, I guess you would say uh, kids who were coming to school, um, ESL students, whoever. So I just like connecting with people. And as long as they're positive, I'm like, hey, I know someone who's in that field. I know someone who's in that field and whatnot. And I just believe in that energy that that just love will transfer from one person to another if it's genuine. And so I just like doing it, knowing that, you know, one day it'll come back to me, but I'm not doing it because I expect something. I just know that it's the right thing to do. So when I heard about the covenant from uh, Ash, uh, shout out to her, I was like, they're doing some amazing work. And I didn't just want to sit back and say, okay, that's great. I wanted to know more. And so that's when I reached out to her. She connected me with you. We went back and forth, you know, trying to make this happen. And I'm glad we did because i feel so excited about, you know, what we're going to bring out to the public. And I know that so many people are going to want to be involved and tune in and pass the word on. So, you know, it's like, yeah, mission, mission accomplished, you know, come on now. I love that. Let's get it. <laughs> I love that. Yes. And, you know, there is always something special too. I mean, you, you know, your podcast is called Seattle Connected. Yes. And so when you talk about connecting people, clearly there's some kind of thorough line there. What led you to that? Because this is a whole venture. I mean, yeah. you are a family guy. Yeah. You have other things going on. But you saw a need to kind of tell the stories that you're sharing on your podcast. Tell us more about kind of the connection there and why you chose to be doing this amount of work in media. Yeah. Well, you know, I've never been the kind of person to sit back and complain and not do anything. Um, I think it goes back to my childhood. I was always the kid who, you know, teacher had to, Mr. Jackson, sit down, calm down. You know, I would do my work and then I'd just be bored. Then I'm finding other stuff to do. So I just never could stay in one place. Right. So just as I became an adult, I just really. I wasn't comfortable seeing our stories told. And not told correctly, just kind of thrown together by mainstream media or whoever as if they're doing us a favor. You know, knowing how dope our stories are and how much we contribute to not only this country, but the world. I'm like, yo, we deserve better than this, right? So I'm like, okay, I can't keep looking for something that might not exist right now. I need to be the change. So let me see what I can do with the, with the platform I have or the small voice that I do have and make something happen. You know, sometime I think we'll, we'll tend to say, well, I'm nobody special. I'm no one important. No one's going to listen. But you have to think about all those before you. You know, they started out somewhere. They didn't become this successful artist or, you know, producer, engineer, or what have you. They had to make those steps to get to where they were and just think about if they would have given up or never even got the ball rolling, we would have been <laughs> missing out even much more. So I said, you know what? I got this idea. 
I want to highlight our stories beyond February because our stories are bigger than one month. Right. Sad to throw that out there. And so I asked a couple of friends at first. I said, hey, would you guys be interested? I got this idea. I want to show the diversity in our community, highlight those who are doing good work. And would you be up for it? And they were all like, yeah. Well, actually, they were like, yeah. And um, they were like, let me know what you need. So I said, cool. So it took about six, nine months before I actually had my first episode because I wanted to do it right. You know, a lot of planning went into this and I really felt passionately about it. So after the first three, four episodes, the response was crazy. It was bigger than I thought. And it just kind of drove me to do more. So I was like, oh, now they don't woke the beast up. Let's go. So I was really excited. And a lot of people would reach out to me and say, oh, I know someone who'd be good for the show. Or they would just say, thank you for doing that. You know, it really means a lot. And I'm like, that's all I need. Once I hear that, I'm like, oh, I'm going to work even harder. So I appreciate everyone who supports. And yeah, man, it brought me here. There so look go. at that. You know what I'm saying? Go. Look at that. <laughs> God well, is good. I, I mean, I think that's the beauty of our us owning media yes. and doing these stories justice is because the organic nature of connection rises to the top and it showcases itself mm. based on all the guests I've had, the guests you've had on your show. I mean, that is, that's something that's so uniquely us. And uh, when I realized that, you know, there's a lot that goes into this. We all know it. It's hard work. It takes a lot of energy and a lot of effort yeah. and a lot of intentionality in terms of how you're moving something forward. Yeah. But ultimately, the beauty that we get is this amazing end result where stories are being told properly yeah. and correctly. And I want to talk to you a bit here about the need for black owned media. Mm. I mean, because, you know, we both stepped into this space and identifying that there's a need but I also want to kind of tie it to the times we're in right now where we mm. have this opportunity. Mm. You know, back in the day, you couldn't just have an idea for a right. radio show or a podcast or that podcast didn't exist. So it was like you had to be on major radio or, mm -hmm. you know, you had to try to find a way. And now we can just say if we get the right equipment. We can make it happen ourselves. Yeah. And that is so empowering. And mm. for me. I'm grateful because, of course, here in the studio, we got a full-fledged TV studio here. Yeah. And this took time because we started with iPhones. Mm -hmm. So I just think about all the energy that gets put in. But now we have these streaming platforms, yeah. YouTube, and all of these things that we can decide the kind of stories we want to put out there. Tell, tell me about kind of how you see Seattle Connected kind of also adding to this plethora of us owning the narrative and yeah. utilizing this technology to do so. Yeah. And and let me piggyback off of what you're saying. There was a time when we would have to try to get a job with the already established places and hopefully they'll see the talent that we have. And, you know, and that was only at a certain level, you know, at their own discretion. All right, we're going to bring them in, but we're going to dictate what they say, how it's said, so on and so forth. Right. But it made me think about anything's possible. So if you think about our great, great grandfathers, mothers, there was a time they were literally building their own houses, like with the tools, building their own houses. And I think that's so amazing because they're like, all right, well, I'm going to build a house. So I can't get, I'm going to build my own. You know what I mean? And so that's amazing. So I look at that as a testimony of we can do anything. 
and just think about our contributions right to the world and you look at all the black inventors scientists doctors that don't get highlighted but it's out there and i think that's the beauty of technology sometimes we have to do the work you know it's like okay this isn't being taught in my history class but guess what i got an iphone i got a laptop you know i can go on there and find out stuff that will never be in the history books but it exists and it's my duty to pass it on to others and, you know, be like a walking textbook, right? So I think it's so amazing that we have this technology and we can go from being employees to being entrepreneurs, to being owners. You know, we can create our own version of what's out there. You know, like you said, this took time, but you put in the work and we're here now. And it's only going to grow. It's only going to expand from here, right? And then there's going to be another branch from this and that and that. And then it's going to be another generation of young entrepreneurs following in your footsteps and my footsteps. So I think with Seattle Connected, I wanted to make sure that not only our stories are being told right, but I can spread the word and show that we're not just one dimensional like the news might want to portray us and we're doing this and that. Anything that you see on the news today, they have someone who looks like you and me who is out there doing in their community, out there putting in the work. You know, I don't care what it is, whatever field, I guarantee you there's someone who looks like us working as hard as us and looking good like we're doing anything we do. We always show up and show out. One of the things I always tell my friends, you know, talk in the morning or something and say, yeah, about to go, you know, about to work, blah, blah, blah. I said, about to get this money and look good while we do it, you know, and that's real. So I think that's the beauty of technology. I've had people reach out to me beyond Seattle. You know, I've had some people reach out to me from uh, Germany, someone from Ghana, uh, someone from Australia, and then a few other states. And they say, I like the work you're doing. And I'm like, oh, thank you. You know, some of these people I don't even know until they mention, oh, I watch your show. I'm out here in the UK. I'm like, that's oh, so dope. So we have no excuse to not put both feet forward and say, I'm going to go for this because we have so many opportunities and so many avenues that our parents didn't have. Our, grands, our, our, our grandparents never had, our ancestors never dreamt of. So we have no excuse. I think what we want to do is at our fingertips, we just have to find out how to get there. And on top of that, I think we have to be realistic. We have to understand that sometimes in life, the easiest thing isn't the best thing for you. Sometime if you want something that's going to be everlasting, it's going to take some time, but then you're going to be like, you know what? I feel even better about this because I put in the work and I can see the results. Yeah. You know, I had a minister tell me one time, he said, you get in out of it what you put in, right? And we're like, okay, that makes sense. But really, if you think about it, if you don't study, you don't get a good grade, then what did you expect? You know, I heard someone else say, you can't expect to have the, I'll say rear end, by that you want by sitting on the one that you have so it's like yeah that's pretty dope so you know we have no excuse right now yeah you know so it's like always finding that back door all right my my science teacher isn't teaching me this cool i'm gonna find out the answer myself there we go you know there we go now is the time and we have the opportunity as you yeah. said i'm always telling my kid that i'm like we didn't have google back nope. in the day we didn't no. have all this AI technology. I mean, right. all these things that y'all have access to, we did not have. And we were able to make gems out of what we had. And so how are they making gems? I mean, when you think about some of those top stories, you know, 
maybe some guests that you've been able to have on Seattle Connected that really like inspired you, right? Like you, you're sitting there interviewing them. You know, you have some some nodes you want to hit mm. during your interview with them and your conversation with them, but then you walk away so impacted yeah. in a positive way. I would yeah. love to hear about maybe one or two yeah. fabulous guests that you've had on that really <sighs> allowed for you to kind of be even more cemented in the why of yeah. you doing this. Yeah. Um, one that comes to mind, even though I love all my episodes, they're all amazing. No, but uh, one that comes to mind was um, young lady. I, interviewed uh Takeda I want to say her last name was Spellman and um she is from the Bailey Dior Dance Company and hearing her story you know she created her own dance studio from scratch you know and she was saying about there was a time when she didn't even make the dance team you know and she just never gave up on her dreams so she created this amazing dance dance i don't know what you would call it it's it's not even like a it's not even like a organist she the best way she described it was it's kind of like her own um junior kind of sorority type of thing with these young ladies and she got to the point where she was able to make it like a educational thing and get funding and take these young ladies on a trip to some HBCUs and they got to meet with the dance teams, check out the campus and everything else. And she was saying that she never would have dreamt coming from Seattle and her background that this was possible until she did it. And so there was a, a point in the show where she really kind of started to break down because she was just saying the power of God and her faith, which led her here. And the times of uncertainty that she had now, it kind of makes sense. She was like, I was going through this to get here. You know, I went through the struggle to be able to celebrate and have this joy now. And she was just, you know, and I was getting emotional, too, because at that time I had been going through some stuff myself. But when I kind of sat back and let things work the way it was supposed to, I said, OK, this makes sense. I get it now. I get it now, because I think in society it's gotten to the point where everyone wants what they want right now, right now. You know, everything's so microwavable, right? It's like going to get fast food. Might fill you up for 20 minutes, 30 minutes later, you're upset you spent that money and it wasn't even that fulfilling. Sometimes you take that home cooked meal, it takes longer, but you have <laughs> a full stomach, you got food for the next day, food that your neighbor's like, I smell you cooking some greens, hey, you got any more? Yeah, I got you. But um, it was, it was, that story really touched me, you know, because I think the beauty of our community is we're not just entrepreneurs, we're mothers, we're fathers, we're, we're children, we're students, we're people who've gone through things to bring us to where we're at now. So with every person I've had on my show, they've had their own struggle, their own journey that you can learn from. And so I wanted to be able to highlight those stories and know that there's someone out there that is going to reach. There it is. Yeah. I mean, David, th this is really exciting and I'm so glad that we are connected. Yes. Um, anytime you have things you want to 
talk about. And I know there's maybe some events coming next year. Yes. Please, this is a space for you to always do that. And I got to give you time before I Thank let you, you go yeah. to look right there. Let the folks know how they connect with Seattle Connected. Yes, um, Seattle Connected. You can connect with me on Instagram, YouTube, as well as Gmail at Seattle Connected 206. Seattle Connected 206. On Instagram, you'll see my latest guest and you can get ready for the episode coming that Friday at 6 p.m. every week. That Friday at 6 p.m. In the event we don't have an episode, that's just an opportunity for you to check out past episodes. Come on now and go on YouTube and you can check those out and support someone and spread the love. And also, I do music. If you would like to reach out to me, uh, it's Rain DJ R-E-I-G-N. D-E-E-J-A-Y on Instagram as well. And just keep me in your well wishes, your prayers, and I got you. Stay connected. Oh, David, thank you so much for being here. And thank in you. And your busy schedule, making time for me today. Looking forward to more episodes with you, bro. Yes, please. Absolutely. This is home now. I'm yeah, coming back. There it is. Whether you're here or not, I'll find you. a way to get in. Trust me. It. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all, I told you it was going to be a great time connecting with David here. I'm going to wrap all of this amazingness up right after this short break. Stay tuned. You're watching The David Trey. Welcome back, everyone, to The David Trey. I'm your host, Trey Holiday. Got to give a huge shout out to my guest, David Jackson from Seattle Connected Podcast for being here, shining a light on why he decided to step into this amazing uh, industry of media as we tell our own stories and uplift those inspiring folks in our community that are doing phenomenal work. You know, it's always great for me to connect with someone who has their own perspective of why this kind of media is important and to dive into some of those amazing guests that he's had that have really touched him. You know, I was inspired by what David shared today. I want y'all to be inspired because he is another example of what you can do when you just put your mind to something and start creating, start doing something, start being a part of your community instead of just living in it. You know, this is something I'm always telling to all of y'all. There is something that you have in you and kudos to those of you who are already doing it. But there are so many of us who really aren't doing it. If we're being honest, right? It's like, look, I just want to go home. I got my kids. I need to make dinner. I got to get ready for the work the next day. I got to get them for school. We get into that, that, that kind of cycle and that kind of schedule that doesn't often allow us to really explore some of the ideas of what it means for us to bring our brilliance out into the world. But I am always here to encourage you to do so as David Jackson has today. Be inspired, y'all, because you too can be a part of the solution. And until tomorrow at 11 a.m., y'all. Peace. Converge Media produces culturally relevant content for black and urban audiences. Our coverage is raw, transparent, and objective, praised by community leaders, government officials, and residents. Support Converge Media today via Venmo, Cash App, or PayPal at Converge Media.